You're listening to the Love is Black podcast. Where the host of fly. The love is dope. And the conversation's always 100. Hello and welcome back to the Love is Black podcast. I'm Carice. I'm Harvey. And this is the Love is Black podcast. I feel like I said that already, maybe. You Was did. that deja vu? Is that how that works? No, but <laughs> not at all. Because <laughs> you said something that's not you. If in like a week you did that, then it still wouldn't be deja vu because this is the podcast. It's Every week, though, I say that. It's true. Well, one of us says it. Okay. Okay. I feel like most times it's me. Uh-huh. But I am the fan favorite. So, you oh, know. good. I'm just here just so that men right. feel like they can listen. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No problem. Exactly. They feel safe listening. Well, I'm excited because we have a great guest today. We do have a great guest. Yeah. This is, I've been waiting for like seasons to be able to like talk about this. You listen to this show, you know, have one thing, my one deal breaker. The, and we one. Don't, the one and only, because that's it. There's just one thing. Although this we one. We doubt since in no, other episodes no. that there have been other don't things. Don't listen to her. She don't know what she's talking about. Like I have if, one deal if I get into crack cocaine, suddenly now it's a deal breaker, you know, but if we ain't never talked about that being a deal breaker before. Okay. Cause we needed to discuss that. That wasn't a given. You said you have one deal breaker, and now suddenly here we are a minute, a whole minute after you said you only had one, and now there's another one. You being a drug addict is not a deal breaker. (laughs) 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 That'll be a later discussion. Okay. All right. We don't have to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so I'm excited. We've got a great guest. We've got Renelle Nelson, and Renelle is an ASEX certified sex therapist, a licensed marriage and family therapist, an infidelity recovery coach, and has been for over 12 years assisting numerous couples and individuals through the love, sex, and chaos in their lives. She strives to assist with healing so you can feel pleasure in your life in and out of the bedroom. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, my God. Bedroom's fun. Outside's better. This is going to be a great listen. Enjoy the interview. I've been ready for this interview. I've been ready to talk about this infidelity. I'm saying it all professional, but we're talking about cheating and such like that. And obviously we'll get into more things, but we are lucky to have a professional to talk to us about this. Renelle Nelson, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Thank you so much for wanting me to discuss this topic. So I'm doing good. I'm doing good. No complaints. Excellent. Um, I will start it by saying this. The reason I'm interested in this is that we've been doing this podcast for a while. And one thing that I mentioned to this beautiful woman who's my wife here, there's one thing, one deal breaker for me in terms Mm -hmm. of this marriage. I'm like, I can deal with anything. Mm -hmm. But if you cheat, it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. so that's that's the thing for me so throughout the seasons we've spoken about it and she's you know she's she's been up and down and she could work on it blah 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 and we've had discussions and trust and such so I thought it was great to have somebody who deals with couples who are coming off of fidelity and I infidelity and think this is great to talk to you about so okay first of all I'm assuming what I said to you sounds real crazy feel free to, in, to go in and discuss no it's not it's no crazy everybody has those hard things about what they won't do 
and 80% of my couples would never thought they would be in this position. But as we know, it's different kinds of betrayal and it's different kinds of affairs. And we seeing, I'm seeing um, a mixture of men and women who go outside the relationship. So it's good to have a conversation about it because so many times we talk about what we don't want, but we don't talk about how to prevent it. Ah, that is the key. You know, I just recently came off of a girl's trip and um, most of the girls there were single and a little bit jaded and they felt like monogamy or the idea or concept of it is just a foregone thing is that you can almost anticipate some form of infidelity if you're in a relationship. Um, I would love to know your take on that because I kind of felt like that was maybe a little bit extreme. Yeah, yeah. I just notice a lot of people have those different views and I don't try to argue with them about them. I'll just try to reframe, you know, because I have been uh, afforded the opportunity to work with people in different lifestyles and people in poly lifestyles cheat, people in open relationships cheat, people who got contracts break them. So it's really determined about what you feel, what it is. And it's just, uh, um, what can I say, being proactive about it. And like you said, a lot of people are jaded and they just, they're mad at love, not at the person. And I think that we need to separate that because we put so much on love. And if you put that much on love, it's always going to let you down because really you don't understand yourself, right? You don't understand yourself. And I am um, a sex geek and an infidelity recovery geek. So I do this like more than normal because I try to tell people like, if I can't get it, you can't, but let me give you the tool so you can better understand. Yes. Right. Okay. All right. All right. Well then let's take a step back here. So what, what do you, what have you seen are the causes of infidelity in a relationship? So I'm going to go with the educated one. Right. I'm going to go with <laughs> I'm going to go with the one that I want people to understand it. It come from not understanding the sense of self of not getting the internal meat met, um, becoming a need and want looking for something that um, inside yourself that you depending on your partner to do it. Um, sometimes cheat because they want to exploration. Right. Um really I'm seeing more of a split self. I'm here. I got the perfect marriage, but I can get a freak over here. And really, and you probably know this one, the Madonna whore complex, right? Uh, where I can't see you in that way. And I don't want to see you that way. So let me just go over here. Um, a lot of compartmentalization. Um, it's variety. And that's why I always tell people and people say it can never happen to me. Everything It's no cookie cutter approach to affair. You know, we start off with the seven one, now it's 10, it can go on and on. So I see a variety of different ones. And that's why I consider myself more eclectic because I can't have this one approach to an affair. We can talk about really the um, context, but the content always want to change. Ooh, I like that. I like that. So it's more of an internal, maybe self thing, because I feel like the partner who was betrayed sometimes feels like there was some lack that was there on their part. But from what I hear from you, that it's really like a, a self thing, something 
within yeah. yourself for the first time. I go to this, I go to the self thing because no matter what the relationship, can nobody pull or push you into an affair. Affair is a selfish act and you have to make the decisions. Now, even like we know the um, one night stands, you know, that sometimes is the one that we be like, okay, well, it wasn't planned. It wasn't premeditated. It just happened, but it still was a need to being met, right? Or sometimes it wasn't even a need. It was just an exploration, right? Or seeing if I can get away with it. It's so many different types, but you have to go, it's more like I work now with more of the individuals to assist them with understanding what that is. So many people try to heal the relationship and not try to understand each other. And that's what it is. And that's what's happening. So I'm doing a lot of preventive work and relapse prevention about it. But I'm saying it more like, yeah, relapse prevention. But I'm seeing more and more as we talk to, um, I'm talking to more people about what's happening in the affair. We're getting more and it's getting more deep into what culture, you know, remember Jay-Z even said it, remember he, it was survival. That's what he was taught. Um, it was something that I was told, you know, not what he said that, but I hear people say, as long as I take care of home, right? I can afford this. And you know what? And then how do we give side an agreement is what do some women say? You know, as long as I don't know about it. If you do it, I don't want to know about it. As long as you don't bring her home, that's side an agreement, right? So it's a lot of things that cultivate this creation. And I think about, look at society, you know, look at, you get uh, business deals and everything for being a side chick, right? You get, it's a platform for being like this. We look at some, I don't like to drop names, but look at some of the stars who did it, right? The person who stayed or who was, um, the affair was again, is the one everybody feels sympathy for. Nobody feels sympathy for the person who went outside the relationship. That's a whole different story. But it was just like, just how society views everything and how it holds up. So that's where you come up like with the monogamy myth, right? You know, your friends, your cousins, who keeping the secrets. So that's when I talk to um, couples, it's bigger than you and me. And that's, I think that is good because I love to educate about it. Okay. That's, that's interesting. Um, I'm sorry. No, no that's what I want to hear. No, <laughs> honestly, I wasn't expecting to hear anything logical in it. <laughs> and I won't lie to you because to and I'll just... I'll just be open at it. For me, I've always found it as a trust thing. That's what it is to me. Because previous to this relationship, I was cheating on. So I'm like, the next one, I'm not like going to happen. To me, you cheat, you know what you're doing. It's a decision to do it. Now, I didn't take into account why, which is what you do. You're a professional. Right. I'm, yeah, I'm not about, oh, well, I did this because I didn't feel good, blah, blah, blah. In my mind, you knew, planned or not, you weren't forced to do it. You decided and made this action. That's the that's the thing that bugs me. So yeah, yeah. And trust is another thing. I'm pretty sure you talked about your podcast because remember the first betrayal is by your family members and your caregivers. Mm -hmm. So even even before you get in a romantic relationship, you've been betrayed. Um, your family taught you what trust looked like, what honesty looks like, what leaving looks like, what staying looks like was dealing with a liar looks like, right? That's all in us even before we get in a romantic relationship. So some, we learn from that. So even we get in, 
you know, we, that's why I said, what does trust mean to you? What does trust mean to me? And what does trust mean in our relationship? Trust is just not a word that we can easily agree on. And that's why I always have my couples talk about what it is, because a lot of trust is assumed, right? And after infidelity, it's more talked about, right? So I try for relapse prevention, everything, let's talk about what the word means, not assume that we're on the same page. Trust means different things for different people, just like betrayal means different things for different people. But these are the conversations we need to have. And sometimes um, in different communities, we feel like we can't have it because if we have it, we're going to make, it's going to appear like Candyman. We're going to say it three times or something, <laughs> right? <laughs> if it happened, if we say it that many times, it's going to come. And I was like, no, we need to talk about it because remember, um, deceit and stuff hides in darkness. If you bring it out, and that's why it's already shining a light on infidelity, shining a light on betrayal because we have to shine a light on it. How can you shine a light on it if we don't have a conversation about it? Last time people said um, something is like um, their vows and that's it. That's it. To have to hold the honor. That's the last time they even talk, talked about it. That makes sense. That you makes think sense. about it. If you don't talk about it, you only talk about if it happens and what I'm going to do. You don't talk about attraction to others. What are we going to do if we don't get our needs met? We don't talk about prevention. We talk about if it happens, what we're going to do. Mm. All right, go ahead. Can we dive into prevention? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Go ahead. <laughs> let's do it. Do that. How let's exactly, go deep, deep. How exactly should a couple even approach the the conversation of preventing or is preventing individual work that the couple has to do on their own and then come together for exactly it's both okay it's me before we right okay. you had to under yourself understand yourself because always remember i don't care what how much you love somebody anything like that you're the foundation of the relationship you know it's into me you see intimacy i talk about self-intimacy self-awareness self-audit you have to know what you want, need, and desire and share that with your partner. Not only what you want, need, and desire, but also, you know, what do you want to explore? What hurt you? What you're healing from? What does betrayal mean to you? Those are all things and they change. So especially people who've been together a year, two, three, four years, check in with each other. But it's that conversation and understanding the self. That's what betrayal means is if you look at the betrayal, it, it depends on what dictionary. It's like uh, silent agreements that unspoken or silent agreements that's broken. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So what does betrayal mean to you? Right? Is it when I buy somebody um, dinner? When it's when you tell your mother something and I didn't know. It's when you tell your uh, friends stuff about our sex life is when you take money out the bank and give to your little cousin and you didn't let me know. Those are all forms of betrayal. We always speak on when we go outside the relationship, but we have to shine a light on all type of um, infidelities and betrayals in our relationship. Okay. So these are all things that you talk about with yourself right. and in your relationship. So that would be prevention. I love that. I feel like 
I have talked about nothing in my relationship, actually. <laughs> That's what I feel like. What have we been talking about? The weather or something for like 14 years? <laughs> 14 years. We have said a damn thing. Right. <laughs> so I just keep thinking about all these things. I'm like, hmm, as you're saying that, I'm like, have we had these conversations? Like these, these conversations. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hear you. I hear this. My thing is, I, I, I can't get away from the fact that no matter what has happened in the past, what betrayal, and we've all dealt with it, we all have trauma growing up. I feel that the actual, if it's a physical thing, at that moment when you decide to do it, right. that's where, that's that's the issue I have. No matter what happened, are, are, we, are you saying that all these things that have happened to a person, all of a sudden when the moment comes and they can decide not to do it, they can't control themselves and they do it. If you look into it, if you think about anything far as depending on who you talk about uh, betrayal, it's called like an affair fault. An affair is a self-seeking behavior. You ever been goal orientated, trying to get a nut out? You ain't thinking about the kids, the dishes, or anything. You just trying to get that nut. If you try to like win in a race, you ain't thinking about nothing but that goal. That's what affair is. I'm chasing my goal. It's goal-orientated behavior, goal-seeking behavior. So sometimes we'd be in there and be like, what about the family? What about this? I wasn't thinking about that. And if you under, that's why I think it's so good that you understand the human brain. When you're getting self-survival, you're only thinking about you, baby. And that's why when you come down, you be like, damn, I don't remember I did all that. So that's when we talk about, and like, did you think about this? Did you think about that? They can't remember details or nothing because they were in the fall. I, one thing about me, I'm not justifying it. I'm just giving you the education about it. Right, right. Right. And that's one thing I try to tell people, you can't fight science, right? So you can say, you like, some people say, I don't understand, I understand. Like, it's okay to understand, but what can you give a, a little bit understanding, have a little space enough just that you don't have to agree or understand, but I just don't want you to get stuck on it. Because that's what happened sometimes with the hurt partner, they don't understand and because they don't understand, they can't move forward. Right. So I work with them, too. I'm like, OK, I understand. But this understanding stopping you from progress, because we don't understand the world, but we still live in it. What do you feel like you can do enough to not feel so powerless? And when I talk to the hurt partner, a lot of times the hurt partner don't feel felt powerless in the affair. So they want to take all the power back. So they want to know this. They want to know this. They want to know this. And you can't do this and because they feel powerful again. And they have to understand everything and they can't understand it and just keep it stuck. I'm like, you got to let it go. You're not going to be able to understand it. It's not your shit. It's not your shit. They decided to do it. They chose this. Let them figure it out. You figure out what you're going to do. What do you need to heal? If you're going to stay or if you should go. Right. And that's what I'm finding out more of. Everything I'm saying is not going to make sense to people because when you are not emotionally regulated and you feel pain, I'm not going to make sense to you. But I'm saying that when you're emotionally regulated, I'm not trying to make sense. I'm just trying to give you an understanding as much as I possibly can so you won't fault yourself and you can go on with your life. Wow. I like it. Um, You had mentioned before relapse prevention. Mm Mm-hmm. And that really stuck with me. Is that a thing that you find you often have to talk to couples about or 
or in some situations, does it seem like there's enough hurt or betrayal that that in and of itself kind of prevents any future activity? You no, know, because people um, betray and have multiple affairs, oh. right? So um, it's something that because we talk about what we're going, we heal the relationship, we don't heal ourselves, right? So it's going to come again. So, you know, the person who went outside, I never do it again. Do what again? Right? That's relapse prevention. What did you do? Uh -huh. Well, what happened? Who did you become? Right? I'm not at fault for the affair. I'm responsible for my part in the relationship. Let me know even like, because I try to separate it too, because I don't want to blame the relationship, but we can look at it. You know, to see what opened the window for the affair, right? But it's no blame, blame for that. Some people say, well, I talked to them, I'm talking this about that, but how effective was that communication? Right. And I'm and I do it in a non-blame, non-judgmental approach. And that's what I always do. I'm very somatic. Because if your body is in an ancient state, it's that fight, flight, or freeze. I can't talk to you. You can't hear nothing. Your ears fell off. You in self-survival. Right. Mm -hmm. So I try to relax and say, let's just explore the past relationship. What do you think may happen? And they make people feel better. You know what? I didn't do that. Okay. If you stay together, what would this look like? Or in your next relationship, what would this look like? Right. And it's just good. And that's kind of be like the relapse prevention. If y'all stay together, when I work with clients, I can't tell you if you should stay or you should go. I help you with emotional regulation education and helping you process that's my goal at the end of the day you decide if you're going to stay or you should go if you want to stay the next chapter is connection pleasure after betrayal if you should go i say if you should stay or if you should go you still need healing why not heal while that person is next to you sometimes we shut down everything and we bleed over everything and everybody else because the person who caused the rupture you know, sometimes it's not, we can't do it, but sometimes the person who caused a rupture is we're not letting them heal us. And so we project that need on everybody else. We go in a relationship. If you do this, if you do that, if you do this, you can't even talk. You're just throwing everything in the kitchen sink, right? Because you projecting that betrayal on her instead of just having a conversation. Mm. So that's relapse prevention. Okay. I like that. What do you, I'm trying to imagine. I, obviously you talk about, actually, I'll just rephrase. So when you're talking to couples where infidelity is at play, it sounds like you're not really there to fix the relationship. That almost seems like that's kind of at the side. You're dealing with those two people trying to help them heal or learn about themselves. Yeah. And yeah. then the relationship whatever happens is meant to be type of thing. You're working with two people who happen to be in that kind of traumatic situation. Is that yeah. really kind of- The first yeah. thing, the first thing when you work with an affair is atonement and emotional regulation. You can't hear them. You can't hear me. You only know, want to know what, why, when, who knows, what, everything. You're in a survival state. You're in a traumatic stance. Your world has just been shattered. The first thing is just to try to get you to breathe for self-care, to find your ears again, 
find your bearings, right? That's the first thing. If you ever had trauma, that's just like after a car accident, you'd be like, do you want to still go together? What? What? What happened to my car? What happened? You know, it's shock. And we have to do like, it's betrayal trauma. Everything you ever knew is shattered. Right? Because you put something, so you have to, we have to go through a grieving period. We have to go through all this. And that's what I'm saying. Sometimes when I talk to clients, I'll be like, you know what? I know you're trying. Let's not make an emotional decision. I want you to make a wise choice. So let's just, let's get you safe because safety isn't concerned, you know, especially like DV always, you know, do like that, always assess for that, you know, and then let's get you to place that you can just simmer down and just get your feedback on the ground. Right, it's nothing needed to be, and then as we as we do that, we can start building up. Then when we do, I said, let's put a pin in a relationship. It's hard to work on healing if you think about should you stay or you should go. Of course, we're gonna talk about boundaries. We're gonna talk about what to do in that interim. But if I should stay or if I should go, if that's like that, we can't. You can't heal if you're thinking about your safety, your hierarchy, and needs. Mm -hmm. So that's a separate conversation. So just understanding the body and how to deal with the trauma and how to just layer it up, it yields the best regards, the, the best outcomes when we do it that way. I have people who come to me when they first find out to people who still suffering from three years ago. And they still, they never emotionally regulate and they still in that fight or flight stance. So we have to go back and just relax because your body going to survival. You lost everything. You didn't know. You don't even trust yourself. So you go, your autopilot kick in. You can't figure nothing out then. So that's why I say, if you work with me and you work with a lot of um, coaches or therapists like that, that's the first thing we do. And we like, let's get this. And then you should say you should go. But it's a progress. That makes a lot of sense. I'm wondering and I don't even know if it's a relevant question, could be a very non-intelligent question. Um, I'm wondering what is like the longest period of time somebody has held an infidelity and kept that a secret or gotten away with it, I should say? Actual generational trauma grandmothers. Half of us don't even know who our grandparents are. Have you ever sat at a family reunion with an auntie who talked too much? Keep it real. <laughs> there's a lot of those <laughs> i mean or something even now you know you know that ain't your daddy right <laughs> that's my uncle so-and-so mm -mm. right so i would say years we have generational trauma generation narratives we pass down and they think about it look when we go to that and i'm just talking about this is not for everybody but sometimes it may hit for somebody you ever go to family reunion and that's not your auntie with your uncle Mm -hmm. or funerals come on y'all funerals you find out everything at weddings and funerals or get togethers that's when everything come out and that's the thing we hold these secrets so I would say to the death to death you look at the obituary you see who the special friend is and you see these other kids well who are they right 
and I'm being, and I'm not being funny. This is real that people go tell me this. You got people my age and older be like, man, I didn't even know that was my daddy. And he lived down the street. So I'm saying this is just why I'm saying like a lot of stuff is bigger than us. And if we feel shame and stuff like that, we're going to keep it hidden. Some people know. So I will just say to infinity. <laughs> But I do, and but I do deal with affairs and had a pleasure of work because it's always a pleasure to work with couples who want to heal because that's usually who I work with. Uh, that in, I have a couple like three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago when they just found out. And it's like D-Day. Remember the body remembers trauma. So it's like it's fresh because they never resolved it. And even working with individuals like I do, and we talk about when have they be, been betrayed, they can the body can take them right back to that betrayal. And they haven't been with that person for 15 years. But they still projecting that onto their partner. It's like with anything that when you compartmentalize something, it's gonna come back out in a different way. And betrayal does that. And betrayal, um, I like to just say this, that betrayal or um, affects your um, family, friends, and business, right? If you don't trust yourself, you miss out on business deals. Um, it hurts you with friendships. Um, it even hurts you with, um, you know, kids, not letting your kids do stuff, do stuff. You, the helicopter parents, or I'm not shaming anybody, but a lot of it is a sense of betrayal from their parents or from somebody. Look how many times we've been betrayed at work. Um, our best friends, um, homies, or any business partners betray us. Those are all types of betrayals. I was gonna ask, and you, I guess you kind of mentioned it. So obviously you talk to couples, mm -hmm. obviously, and betrayal affects everyone. Do you ever get to speak to children in marriages or in relationships that betrayal affected? Is that somebody who needs a different kind of therapy to speak to? Do you get to speak to them? I talk to them in adult form. I, I choose to work with adults because it's just, just me. Kids mm -hmm. are not my wheelhouse. So people with family therapy, they can do that. But I work with the, um, the children who grew up in adult who never dealt with the betrayal. You know, you hear it as um, daddy issues. Yeah. Um, alcoholic mother. Right. Um, going up abuse, you know, because remember, it's a silent agreement. You were supposed to love me and you didn't. What is marriage? What is relationships? We grieve these relationships that we thought we had. That's betrayal. Affairs are a type of betrayal. Affairs are really with, you know, going outside relationship. Really, if you look up at affairs, it's sex, you know. So that's when it's like when hard to talk about, not hard to talk about when we talk about porn or we talking about emotional affairs. Just because it's not sex doesn't mean it don't hit hard because it was a side in agreement. You only supposed to be attracted to me. Right. Nobody else titties, my titties. Right. Or you can look at the titties, just don't pay for the titties. Right. I'm, I'm finding that more and more 
out when we talk about that. Like I can I can go on Pornhub, but if I go into her um, OnlyFans, that's betrayal, right? So I'm saying that's why we need to talk about it. Attraction to others. We don't talk about attraction attraction to others. We don't talk about what to do. We just say, you know what happened? Or, but shouldn't we be able to say like, damn, you know, I found this nice looking man. He was good. He helped me with my groceries because, but I knew he gave me his number. I said, that's okay. Right. Can, shouldn't we be able to, as a couple talk about that? I think mature people. Sure. Yeah. I don't know if I'm at that level of maturity. Well, but that's sure. something to talk about. That's something to talk about. But then is then we go deeper, but why? But why? Because that means that I got to fulfill your every need. And just because we in love don't mean your eyeballs roll out. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's okay because I want to be able to talk about attraction to others, fantasy and everything. I'm attracted to somebody don't mean I want them. We attracted to shoes, hair, fashion. We look at people at the gym, everything, being able to talk about it. And that's when we talk about healing from infidelity and everything, that honesty and transparency. But do we really know what that means? Mm. Okay. Mm. okay. Clearly, this is a deeper, much deeper issue. Oh, um, we're gonna go deep, baby. Oh, I just... <laughs> <laughs> do you deal with couples differently? So I guess the physical betrayal versus that emotional cheating type of thing. Is there different ways of dealing with people when you have those two kind of separate things that happen? You know what? I would just, with that, I feel like with, with my knowledge of thing, I treat the first thing, it's still that emotional regulation. Mm -hmm. I can't talk to you. So I, it probably get to the point because our questions are changed different. Like we worried about, you know, STDs, um, pregnancy. Another thing when we talk about, um, not as far as the details of, you know, what position, everything, the bigger one, like STDs, you know, is anybody I should know, anybody knows about this other than me? That's the whole thing. Who knows? Mm -hmm. That's bigger than an affair. If you did it somewhere in China, but who knows here? Then the next is anybody I know, <laughs> right? That's the thing is, it was like that. And then it's just like, basically, you know, did you spend money? Did you spend my money? So we have all these things that um, we talk about and it's different from emotion and talking to, based on the different people. Some people say emotions are harder because you had chemicals. You know, this person made you feel good. This person penetrated your mind, Right. It wasn't just like paid sex, you in and out, and y'all did a couple of positions. This person got to the depths of you. Mm -hmm. Based on a person, you know, some people think emotional is deeper than that, than a physical one. So I go based on what they present to me because, you know, I can't determine what their trauma is. And I'll be like, oh, girl, he was just texting somebody. But did you see the text? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> he never said this to me. Right. So I don't come that way because that's trauma for them. And one thing, one thing you have to validate, you have to see, you have to share. And people want you want to hear their story because that's what they when you when you get hurt, you want your partner to hear how they hurt you. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Right. So I let I create that platform so people can be heard. I like that. I I well, I don't know if it's a saying, but I was gonna say I've I've heard that really walking away after infidelity is the easy thing. The the difficult thing is staying in and to put the work in. But it sounds like in talking to you that either way, whether you're gonna stay in the relationship or leave, you have a trauma now to deal with. And so either way, you're going through some hard work because you're going to need to work through that, even if you're not going to maintain that relationship. Yep. Choose your heart. I work with couples and even if they choose, like, I don't know if I can deal with this. I'd be like, okay, but deal with it long enough that they can um, um, heal that rupture they caused. How about that? Mm. Right. That's not yours. Let them carry that. Stop caring it for you. So now you won't bleed on everybody else. It's bandaged and it's healed. Now you can go and say, you know what? Their indiscretions didn't make me. That's what I'm trying to stop. Those women that's jaded, they felt sometimes, sometimes I'm not, sometimes all relationships should, can or should be saved. Understand that. You Sometimes you can't talk to the people, but if it's to the part you can't, I'm like, do it as much as you can. Some people have to heal alone because it's for their own safety. So I'm not saying by force, but when I work with people, the couples that I just put a point of just like, let's get some understand in as much as you possibly can, but hear their reality. So you don't carry that on you, their indiscretion, because that's what it is. How many people are cheated on and they wear it on their backpack? How many people are cheated on and wear it as a tattoo? I was cheated on and that becomes them. They were cheated on, but that's my identity. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to assist with. Stop with the jadiness. Heal from that. Heal as much as possible. And let the person who did it, let them hold their own bag. Stop making their bag yours and making a designer and putting a label on it and making it cute and carrying around. That's what I just want to assist with. So I would just say you have to pick, you have to pick your heart. Staying is hard, leaving is hard. It's nothing easy with betrayal. It's not easy with trauma. Very true. Mm-hmm. Well, you the this isn't the only thing that you deal with. Obviously, it's the kind of thing that I was interested in talking to you about. But mm-hmm. you also talk about sex in general. So yes. talk about sex in general. Yeah. <laughs> So I feel I am, go anywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I am a certified sex therapist. I am um, a certified sex coach. I love to assist people with um, pleasure after betrayal. Um, on my platforms, like Nora Sex Therapist, I want you to heal so you can feel again. So many times we're jaded and everything else. We don't think we deserve pleasure. And we're taught to give pleasure and not to receive. So sometimes because we've been cheated on, it takes our character away and we um, disassociate with our bodies, right? We don't trust anybody, even ourselves. So I, um, I love to talk about sex and I want to talk about sex so much, but I was seeing, I was running into a lot of people who have so dampened by betrayal, they didn't know how to feel. They just wanted to give it. Right. I wanted you to be always excited about it. I want you to know your arousal and everything like that. And that was like foreign to them. 
So when I like to do more education and enhancement and exploration about sex. So I talk a lot about sex. I work with a lot of couples to heal and after, because if people choose to stay, it's that whole thing, how to connect after the betrayal and how to get pleasure after betrayal in and out the bedroom, right? People who leave and not been able to heal, how to reconnect with their sexual self so they don't bleed over everybody else and have that indiscretion and make it their own, right? Because sometimes we can't control anything. Oh, he cheated on me because I'm fat. I'm fat, so I can't have sex, right? I got body images body image issues right so sometimes we take what they what we feel because we want to control it right it was because i did this it's because i did that and we take that and we own it and we become it and it dampen our desire it redefine us and everything so if i can i educate about that and just how to reclaim reclaim and introduce back to your body and that's even after, if the couple stay in there, just really introducing touch and trust and making love back into, even if uh, they want to stay. So that's kind of the theme when I deal with, with sex. And I also like to just help people who never had an orgasm, you know, dealing with the society norms, you know, uh, never had an orgasm, people who don't like to match um, poor self-image so I always help them reclaim their sexual self and um, their sexual sexual energy and their sexuality essential work absolutely essential work thank you mm -hmm. uh, I feel like I had one more question okay um, where'd it go where'd it go where'd it go in terms of, give us one thing about sex, maybe a misconception that a lot of us have about sex that maybe we've been carrying around or maybe we heard growing up or saw in our homes. One thing that if we kind of knew or understood, we'd be better in our sexual relationships, even if it's within our, with ourselves. Sex is not a performance, right? It's an experience. Mm. To be taken to another realm and experience pleasure does not always involve penetration. There's so many things that can bring you not to always to um, an orgasm as you think it, but a pleasurable and excitement experience. If we put too much on a penetrative aspect of it or whatever it is, that's what, you know, I'm, I don't wanna say penetrative, but in a, um, the touching of genitalia, it would just be just that. It's so much more to explore. And that's what happened when we have the dysfunction. I can't, what society said, if I can't do this, if I can't do this, I'm not nothing. And just tapping in and there's so much more that people want to come in and they want to understand more, but their education is basically porn. Porn is entertainment. It's um, a lot of good educational um. I don't even like to say adult entertainment out there, but it was just like being able to understand all the different aspects of sexual experience. Sex is a series of pleasurable touches, right? 
bumping against each other and penetration is just one of them. Explore other ones. That's true. I like that. You've dropped so much knowledge today. I feel like there's a lot for just us to talk about, mm -hmm. but also our listeners as well. So I have to thank you for all the value you've added. But I'm very curious as to where you can be found. How can our listeners, if they, you know, if anything resonated with them and they feel like they would like to reach out to you to work with you, where can they follow you and anything else you'd like to share with us? So you can find me on um, the Instagram I will be on. If you are in a relationship and experience infidelity, I will be at Affair Aftercare. Um, and if you are just somebody who just want to just find out more about how pleasure after betrayal or just about sex education or anything like that, that would be Noir Sex Therapist. And if you are a wife and just want to keep coming after I say I do, that's at um, the Orgasmic Wife. Oh, I like that. Is there, yeah. where's the orgasm? Where's the orgasmic husband one? Is that where's that page? I stay in my lane. Don't worry about me. Okay. Don't worry about all that. Okay. <laughs> but what's so fun is I'm getting more into that. So I work with uh, men and, you know, we uh, co-facilitate things to have that aspect. Sometimes it's good to come from a male. So I just like to do that um, with men in conjunction and I always say for your partner and for this and everything like that. So I always get tips because I think it's a com um, not a community, it's a teamwork. Absolutely, that makes sense, that makes sense. Well, I wanna thank you. You have been just an absolute pleasure. I, we have to have you on again at some other time because I mean, I feel like there's so much more we could dive oh, into exactly. with all the different things. Um, I, I don't, Okay. I'm speechless. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think we just scratched the surface. There's so much more to it. Um, I can say that I definitely learned a lot because I, I know me looking at infidelity, I've looked at it with the real surface of it, but there is a lot behind it, a lot behind it. And when you look at it that way, it can affect your opinion and what you're willing to accept and what you're willing to stay for. Yeah. So I don't know right. if I've changed my opinion yet, but I definitely think I got something to think about. I can, I can definitely. Hey, I, and you know what? I love to tussle. So I'm ready to. <laughs> <laughs> Round two, we coming back. Yeah, I'm ready to, because I think it is good because I, 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 I like my, I don't, I'm the expert of theory, not the expert of your life. Right. So you're the expert. And I just like doing an education. I tell you a way, you know, the way. So even if it's like that, I'm just bumping into your environment and even if we choose and we don't agree we can just understand e each other reality that's the whole key to relationships anyway we can do that without arguing and disagreement everything that that's what I want to teach my couples I mimic what I want you to do in your relationship I love it I love it I love it I'm sold yes <laughs> well like Carice said thank you so thank very you, much you, for giving you. us of your time you have, uh, you think you've sparked some conversation I'm about to have with my wife. Hey, yeah. I'm a conversation instigator. I like to start shit. Ah, so. conversation instigator. Hashtag. I love to start, I I like love to start shit. <laughs> yeah, I love to start shit. <laughs> I love it. And hopefully I come back because my planners are coming out. I have the, um, the couples pleasure agenda. And then I have the um, pleasure agenda, pleasure after betrayal. 
So those planners will be dropping and I would love to um, share that with your um, listeners and give them a code and everything. I probably can circle back and do that because I think it's the system and the journey. And it's just me in a book. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, let us know. We would love it. Absolutely. Mm. Any, anytime at all. Anytime at Definitely all. Definitely send that off. Yeah, if we can get or that, be, be, we can talk right, about it. I'll can... be hitting you up soon. Cool. Yes. About pre-sales about to start November 1st. That's what's Fantastic. up. Fantastic. All awesome. right. Yes. So we'll definitely be in touch and absolutely do that very shortly thank you so much again for letting me um share and just shine a light on betrayal and everything else absolutely anytime i think we've definitely learned a lot and we've absolutely come to the conclusion that love is reclamation look at you with the big words i'm telling you I love a woman who's had a college degree. Ooh. Go ahead, girl. Reclamation. Hey. That's a rousing language. I Talk know, that's a big one. <laughs> love is many things. But this good love is Black. Thanks for listening to the Love is Black podcast. Please help support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a review. And connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Love is Black Podcast. See you next week.